1: Shoots it, deflected, right in, Peter Angelo, save rebound, Stastny stopped by Peter Angelo. I don't believe that save, even does Peter Stastny. He can't believe the save that Peter Angelo just made on him as Frankie, sparkly, now that maneuver there to stop and rob Peter Stastny, he should get 5-10 to 10 for that. Oh. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of Tendy Talk, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the BLPA Podcast Networks. I'm your host Joe, better known as Washup Goalie on social media. Quick programming note, there will not be a new episode next week. I have a lot going on right now as we just listed our house to sell it this week. So between work, the impending move, kids' activities, something had to give. Have no fear though, I'm working on lining up some great future guests. But first, this week I chat with Nate Burris, a goalie I coached at the high school level when I was an assistant and goalie coach with the Forest Lake High School boys hockey team here in Minnesota. Nate is a full right goalie, so I picked on him a lot for that, but he's also a good kid. So without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Nate. All right, Nate. Hey, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Uh, kind of surprised it took us so long to get you on here. Um, maybe I didn't want to talk to you. I'm not too sure.
0: Probably <laughs> no, just because I'm a Southpaw, right?
1: Your e- southpaw, yeah. I mean, you were a disappointment to your coaches. Uh, oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> where, where should I go? I mean, for those listening, I, I was uh Nate's goalie coach in high school, and um, he wasn't that bad, not as bad as I say he was, but uh, he ha- had some memorable games, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely, um, yeah,
1: um.
0: Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, you know, bantering back and forth and uh, made some memories.
1: You know, when, when I had uh, Dustin Carlson on, you know, we were talking about the different goalie personalities we had kind of during that time. And, you know, he even that was kind of when he started coaching, too. Now he's the Ohio State goalie coach. Um, you know, and I, I told him, you know, you were that goalie where I could just pick on you.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and you got it.
1: like. Um, you you weren't offended and, you know, you understood where it was coming from. Um, I mean, I, I remember one game, I forget what happened, but I just looked at you from the bench, like, really? And, you you know, you just did one of these. And <laughs> it was like, we, we didn't even have to say anything. We just looked at each other like, just yeah, new. I know. It just knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so before we get into that stuff, you know, I, I ask everybody, what got you into hockey? Yeah, you grew up in Minnesota. Yeah, your dad played, but you know what kind of got you into it?
0: Um, you know i I don't remember too much. Uh, I know I started skating in uh, downtown Minneapolis area, um, and I only remember this because my grandma made a, a a memories video type thing, and that was part of it. Was my first time on skates. Um, I would say my first real. Memory, memories of hockey was probably Mites and Anoka. Um, And at that time, it was kind of a rotational thing of positions. Uh, And if you wanted to play center, which I always wanted to do when I was little, you had to play goalie first. So I'd always go into the goalie crease to play goalie for one shift so that I could go out and play center the next shift. And my dad thought it was because I wanted to be goalie. So he ended up buying me all the equipment and asking if I wanted to try it. And uh, it just kind of took off from there. My dad was my coach all the way through uh, probably my second year of Bantam. uh, And did camps and just kind of grew with my love with that. And uh, uh, we uh, every Christmas, dad would buy... About three boxes of hockey cards, and we'd sit in the living room opening up hockey cards, and we'd watch games just about every night, and uh, just couldn't keep me off the ice. So, does,
1: does your dad ever look back at it and go, "You know, I should have let you be a center."
0: Um, I don't think so. <laughs> um, with he, with him being a goalie, I, yeah. I think it, you know, it just
1: he nurtured everything
0: it. he could have asked for. Um, yeah. First picture of me and him when I was born, this I think it was like six days after I was born. It was him holding me, and I had a hockey stick in my hands.
1: Yeah, it it, you know, that that was the nice thing. And your dad, being a goalie, he understood he played goalie in a different era for one, and that's saying something for us because you know, we came up learning pad stacks and skate saves still yep and that's Um, exactly
0: what he taught me and um you know I've I've skated a couple of these open hockey things some three-on-threes and every now and then I find myself throwing out a skate save Uh,
1: yeah just just
0: muscle memory
1: I, I use the pad stack all the time and I made a save two three weeks ago in even the opposing team and the guy that shot it they're all, they just they loved it he's like I'm not even mad I didn't score you yeah. know <laughs> you know it, it's always fun to pull out um and I don't know why but lately I I haven't been doing the skate say but still kind of like the the grant fear kicking the stick out um, yep. as the puck goes off of it I, I've noticed the past couple of games i just instinctively doing it and I'm like that makes no sense but it looks pretty yeah. damn cool. Yeah, um, I always,
0: I've always gone, uh, I still go to the old windmill glove save every now and then. And, you you know.
1: have to, um, you know, in fact, I got that great picture of you in Grand Rapids, you know, it's just yep. full extension catching yep. that, that puck Yeah, that I've got that I on
0: my, uh, on my screensaver at work. So I, I see it just about every day.
1: Yeah. I, I think I still, so, are you still wearing those old Coho's or have you upgraded since? Uh... Yep.
0: I've got the, I've still got the maroon and gold Coho's, uh, the same gloves. Uh, I did have to change out my helmet. Finally, uh, <laughs> two years ago, I, I still have the old, uh, Olaf Colzing helmet. Yep. Um, but, uh, it, uh, it finally failed on me. So I had to get a new one.
1: I, I had Olaf on uh, my hundredth episode and I was talking to him about his helmet and i mentioned that you know i coached you and and you yeah. had that helmet and he, you know he liked that um uh you know th- that helmet is kind of in one of those iconic phases it's not like potvins where everybody seems to want it but people do you know replicate it and yeah. they, they want that helmet And he you know he he, he likes that he he had mentioned how the, the first godzilla one came about and Oh, the first one looked like Barney the dinosaur. He's like, that lasted maybe two games. He's like, <laughs> they needed to fix that right away. Um, But so you're, you're playing hockey, you, you know, in Forest Lake. And then, like, every hockey player in Minnesota, you want to play high school hockey. Um, Did you think you had a shot to make the team, first of all?
0: The Forest Lake team? Yeah. Um... I had a pretty good feeling that I'd get on the team. Um, uh, at that time, I don't think Forest Lake was as as big as most of these other schools. I think you know, there was my set my first year. At Bantams, There was only three goalies that even mm-hmm. tried out. Yeah, um, and just based off of that, that kind of you know gave me the the feeling that well, there's probably not going to be many goalies trying out in a couple of years for high school either. So, um, just kind of went out there and, and did my thing and, um, you know, just waited for my turn.
1: You know, as, as coaches, we talked about it because Forest Lake school district is one of the largest in the state. Um, okay, geographically, it's larger than the city of Chicago. Um, it's got a ton of kids, but the wrestling program was so strong at that point that we lost a lot of good athletes to the wrestling program early on too, because George sure. Detmer did a great job of recruiting young wrestlers to that program. Um, you know, and we said it's not a bad thing cause it's great for the community to have a dominant, um, program like that. But we're like, how many good hockey players did we lose to the wrestling program over the years? Um, yeah. And then even though it was a different season, baseball, you know, they had a, especially while you were there, I mean, they were going to the state tournament and everything. They they had player of the year, the one year, Um, you know, it's just, you've got those two programs and some of our players, you know, like the Fogarty brothers, they were on the baseball team and Gump was on the, uh, he was the catcher, which how are you a catcher and not a goalie? I don't understand it. Um it just it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. It, Especially with a nickname like Gump. Um but uh the baseball program was just so good that you just they attracted some of the athletes away from us.
0: Yeah. Um, And and even the less dominant football team, I know there were a ton of the the less dominant football team, they
1: they won one game in the three years I covered them.
0: Yeah. But you know, <laughs> a bunch of the hockey guys were still on the on the football team. Mm-hmm. Football,
1: uh, we had a few soccer players. Yep. Um, but you know, the time you were there, and we think of the goalies: Carlson, you, Moberg, Fritzinger, um, Newyer, New uh, You know, Frost. We had some goaltending depth for sure during that time. Even though we didn't have a lot of goalies, we had strong goalies. I mean, you look at Carlson, he went to Ohio State. We look at Moberg, he went to uh, Air Force Academy, if I'm not mistaken. He played juniors too, I think. Uh, I I forget if he played after high school or not. He could have if he wanted to. I don't remember. Um, Uh, Fritzinger could have if he wanted to, but he was – him and his brother were just goofballs. I don't know if he wanted to. Sure. <laughs> um,
0: Did you ever coach? Um, I had a a cousin. Uh, I think a second cousin, uh, Gaffy Christian Gaffrey. I coached
1: him in STT stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, just, he
0: went to Duluth.
1: Yeah, I remember that. And he was he was a hard working kid in practice. Uh, he was fun to to coach. So when my daughter was born. That was the year Carl stepped down, and then after that season, and then uh,
0: Forsyth wasn't Forsyth
1: took over, and because of my daughter, I I reached out to Aaron. and was like, "Hey, like, I would love to stick stick around, but I got newborn at home, and I can't justify six nights a week Uh, (laughs) coming out to the ring." He's like, "I totally understand," Um, but it's funny. I mean he's now the AD in Marbira, and they just won the state championship. And it was funny because I, I was at the game with my son and I'm watching him as everybody's celebrating. He goes and picks up the game puck. I was like, yeah. that's how you know your AD is a hockey guy. When, when he thinks of those things. Yeah. Um, in fact, last year I the homecoming football game. I took my kids and I saw my daughter's like, Hey, I I know your athletic director. And she's like, no, you don't. And he's walking by and he just stops. And I'm like, Aaron, and he's, you know, and she's like, Oh my God, you do know everybody. Don't you? (laughs) I was like, yep. You're not even safe in your own school kid. Um, But you know, then you get to high school and I'm your goalie coach. What, were you, and you were going to Stabbers camps at that point in time too. So, what were you thinking when I get out on the ice with you? And I'm a little unconventional, shall we say? Sure. Um, it, you know, it was it was just different.
0: You know, uh, it was it was a new experience. You know, my my only goalie coach my whole career was was my dad. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a little different, but it was also nice being able to you know, hear a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there, there are certain things that, you know, dad might be a little light on just because he's dad. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, we had no relationship and you're not afraid to tell me the way it is.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there were times, how many times I tell you get your head out of your ass. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you did. Sometimes but in Carl, Dustin and I were talking about it too, because that's the, when you're coaching kind of the fine line is good coaches want their goalies to work with different coaches, get those different points of view. Um, but knowing you were going to Saber's camps and knowing what they were teaching, I didn't want to tell you the complete opposite. Right. Because there, there were some things they were teaching at the time that, I understood it. It made sense, but it felt a little goalie factory, like, and not coaching to the goalie. Sure. That. And so that was a fine line I had to, to walk because I also knew mom and dad were paying a little bit of money for you to go to see, you know, to Staubert, even if it was just gas to get out there. Cause that's on the other side of town. It's not next yep. door. Um, Time money and everything. So I didn't want to be like, what he's teaching you is ridiculous. It was like, okay, how do we make this work for you? Um, And I I also didn't want to overload you and get you stuck in your own head either.
0: Yeah. Which uh, back then I know that was very easy for me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, I'd get into my head and I think one of my biggest weak points is uh, uh, I'd internalize it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you'd overthink it
0: yep uh so and and Saber wasn't even the only camp i was going to so it was a lot of different things that i was that was getting thrown at me at the time and yeah like you said some you know some of the things contra- contradicted one another um mm-hmm. i went to i went to carol's goalie camp uh i did uh goalie camp up in deerwood um heartland heartland uh, hockey yeah. camps uh Steve Jensen owns that one uh that was that was a lot of fun every year um but but no camp taught the exact same thing
1: no and I I can't fault those coaches because when you go to them they're trying to but when in my case I was with you all season for it was what three seasons I was with yeah two or three um and I had to work within that (laughs) yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think we did a decent job to, you know, I think we got, we maximized your, your abilities. And it, when, when I think of you of all the goalies I coach in force, like we were probably most alike in our abilities, like you and I, we weren't the most gifted athletes, but we right. wanted it more than the other goalies. So yeah. we worked harder. Yep. And, and I think that's what I saw in you. It was that, that passion, that drive. Um, but I also, like you said, you internalized it and you overthought it. And I also saw that. So I was like, all right, how do we minimize that? And that's why I tried to make it light and pick on you.
0: Sure. Yep. And <laughs> and I appreciated that more more than I think I ever told you. Um, you know, it, it made practices fun. It made games fun. Um, and uh, it was... It was tough once I started in Forest Lake because I joined there so late. Mm-hmm. Um, Bantam's was my first year. My first year at Bantams was was when we moved into that district. Um, and I had been in the Anoka district for as long as I could remember. Mm-hmm. Um, left all my friends, uh, teammates, everything, and just kind of jumped in and was kind of expected to just go with it. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I could tell you never felt like you truly belonged. Right. Yep. Yeah. I I, I know that feeling. And it's interesting as goalies, that's kind of our normal. We, we're either kind of like the life of the team or we're just kind of that uh, wallflower. Like, yeah. i mean, part works. of the team. But like, yeah. yeah, you know, we don't necessarily have to hang out with everybody after, after the games. Um, yeah. And it's interesting interesting because you know, I think the different goalies and that, that was kind of the case. They were either like Dustin, he was in that group, but he also came up with a really strong, solid group of friends through the system. Right. But Moberg, Frost, New Year. You know, New Year hung out with some of the guys, but he was still kind of a Fritzinger. It depended on the day for him. Sure. <laughs> you know, he he was he was another one of those. I learned pretty quickly with him that the sooner I could upset him, the harder he would work. Okay. Um, he, he liked that competition side and it, tell him he can't do it and he's going to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, That's a
0: good drive to have though. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and he was one of those kids is like trying to figure out how to motivate him was interesting. And, and, and he had that, Exterior. It wasn't that he was motivated. He just had that exterior of calmness to him that mm-hmm. he didn't look like he was motivated. Which you want that in a goalie. That was yeah. Corey Crawford. You know, for all those years in Chicago, never looked like he was faced But yeah. he was always dialed in, um and the, kind of the same personality in Pritzinger. um I have to ask, what did your dad think of me as a coach? You know, he was a he was a great hockey parent in that. He he never, to us, questioned what we were doing yep, and was always friendly and like, what what you got to do, you got to do. You're making the decisions. I get it. Um, But what was he thinking behind the scenes on the car ride home?
0: Um, You know, he never really talked about it much, uh, at least during the season. Um, You know, I've brought your name up a couple of times and uh, I think he... He said he had a couple of disagreements with the way you were doing things, but never really, you know, he, like you said, he never came to you about it. Um, yeah, uh, you're, you're the coach, um, yep. coaches coach players play spectators spectate. Yep. Um, so, um, and, and I think it was more of, he, he didn't believe that you understood my personality. <laughs> um but who knows i um
1: i as as a parent though I can understand that um but from the outside i i might argue maybe I understood it too well sure <laughs> you know that that may have been part of it too um you know because i I look at my son playing baseball right now and I think of what he needs as a from a coaching standpoint and, Maybe what I I see is different than what the coaches see. Um, You know, it it may have been one of those. But, you know, to your dad's point of, you know, questioning things, there were a few times where we talked technique and Mm -hmm. it it wasn't disagreement. So it's just good conversation, like trying to understand each other's sides. And uh, I I love those conversations because it's in many times in those conversations, it's not that either side is wrong. It's just, you know, we hear it all the time. The whole thing is, it's your toolbox. What yeah. tool are you using at what time? Um, perfect example of that is how many times at the JV level would we end a practice with a shootout? And then we had that Christmas tournament in Chicago where we go to the championship game and it's a shootout. And I forget who the defenseman was we threw in there in like the eighth round and all the parents are going, what the heck is going on? But me and, uh, Chad, who I actually saw at the, uh, uh, say, championship game, he was right behind me as we were going down to our seats. We're like, hey, how are you? But um, we knew from those shootouts at the end of practice, like, didn't have great hands passing and everything else. But in the shootout, he was dialed in every time. We put him in and he scored the the winner. And I I believe you were on varsity at that time because Moberg was the goalie in that game. And after the game, the parents are going, what were you guys like it worked out, but what were you guys thinking putting them out there? And we just saw for like, we knew he could do it. He yeah. was that tool in the toolbox yep. and use it at the right time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So after high school, I remember you wound up going on to college. Did you play intramurals or anything at that point?
0: Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I went to river falls uh, for a couple of years. Um, and. Just it was more of a hangout. Uh, didn't finish or anything like that. Came back to anoka Ramsey, but um, I had always skated on uh, a men's league team over at the super rink, um, and I did that for for years. Um, I'd probably still be doing it had I not moved way up north because um, I'm I'm in Buffalo now. Yeah, but um, you're still
1: skating in Eden Prairie, which is the complete opposite side of town and he asked me to do that during the work week in the middle of the day. I'm like
0: (laughs) it works out because my office is in Richfield and it's it's a lunch skate. Um so I just run over there for my lunch hour and go skate. Um
1: well it it helps when dad's the boss too and you tell me yeah go play hockey. Well yeah
0: and you know I'm (laughs) I'm almost the boss. Uh yeah. Grandpa's getting ready to retire and I'm gonna end up taking his place. So
1: that that does help. Uh, unfortunately. Fortunately, I don't have that ability. Although um, one of my contacts reached out to me over the summer asking if I could uh, fill in for the debut league uh, morning skate. Oh, yeah. And I had a meeting. I had some meetings the next day, but they were with my boss and I saw him in Texas like, hey, uh, we may move back our meetings. I got a chance. And he's like, uh, yeah, absolutely. But then I, I just had too much work. I, I was like, I can't in good conscious yeah. because it was down in Edina and that's an hour each way. Yep. And then I still get there an hour before, you know, I take the ice. So there's three hours and I haven't even touched the ice. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I had too much work. I was like, ah, oh. but, Makes it uh, tough. Yeah, and this fella, he's uh, kind of a backup for the emergency backup. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I want to go out there. I want to get that skate in, but I just couldn't in good conscience do it. Um, And he understood. It was just kind of like, it is what it is. Uh, But yeah, those those lunchtime skates, they can be fun. I mean, when I was in college, I go home on break. I, I would do the lunchtime skate at Johnny's Ice House right out inside the united center because it had the best gate in the city you know it was so close to downtown these guys could pop over on their lunch break we had lawyers we had dentists we had doctors and priests and business owners Uh, in fact one of the guys he told his wife he didn't play hockey anymore and then he a dentist of all people got him with a high stick and knocked three teeth out (laughs) and he comes home missing three teeth all bloody and he told his wife and he he was back the next day. And they're like, how did it go over? He goes, cost me a lot of money. We got to go on a vacation now. (laughs) (laughs) But the dentist who knocked his teeth out felt so bad about it. He uh, offered to take care of them pro bono to fix the teeth and do the implants and everything. So that it worked out for him in the long run.
0: Yeah, Um, That's why hockey players are the best.
1: Yeah. Well, it was such a fun skate because Billy Zito uh, he was still a player rep at that point. He was out there with us um, oh, and he he's the Florida GM now. Um, and I, I was upset when I was listening to Spit and Chicklets with um, Timmy Stapleton because I played against him in high school. He played for Fenwick. Um, and apparently he was at some of those skates. I don't, I don't remember him, Adam, him, but uh, Zito saw him in those skates and saw something in them and got him. To winnipeg and i'm sitting here going i was in those same skates and he never talked to me other than to see if i could make them i was like i, I feel a little offended here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know um but hey it is what it is i i still got to have fun yeah, um, yeah but, that's, uh,
0: that's what it's all about you know just finding a good group of guys and being able to have fun for an hour and
1: yeah and that's what it is with the team i'm on now it's Mostly Hugo, White Bear, and Stillwater fi- uh, firefighters. We do have one cop on the team, so he he gets picked on. Uh, and we got a guy from Forest Lake on the team now too. Um, but it's just a good group of guys. And as I look at us uh, getting ready to move out of state, I'm like, that's what I'm gonna miss uh, is that group. Um, but I'll find another one down there, and that that's how I'll introduce myself to the community. Is just getting into a few skates and yep. make a new group of friends. Uh so you know you, you played it's the super rank league is awesome. And again, because I found a good group of friends, I'm playing in the D League because I like these guys. Yep. They're not very good, but it doesn't matter. You know, our saying is if nobody gets hurt and we have beer, it's a victory. Um, doesn't matter what the scoreboard says. But I could I have and could play up higher, but it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Um are you are you on a regular skate these days because there there are some leagues up in the North Metro uh, that you, you could get into
0: uh, not yet uh, my focus right now is I've got my wedding coming up in June um, so I've been really focused on that um, but
1: uh, I'm, I'm sure you're the one doing all the planning uh, No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, uh, I kind of, I fell into this, um, this skate over in, in, uh, Eden Prairie here, this three on three at the velocity ice center. Uh, one of the guys that skates it is our company's insurance agent. And, uh, I had always told him, Hey, if you need a goalie, let me know. I'd be happy to come skate. Uh, Yep. and, uh, it just so happened that they needed a goalie one day and, went and skated and they added me to the group and I've been going every week since, uh, probably a month and a half now.
1: And it's fun in those skates. Cause even those high level ones, even if you do suck, they're like, we just want a live body to shoot on. We don't care. You know, exactly. it's just, it's ice time. Um, yeah. cause in the summertime, uh, the guy that runs the Minnesotan, he has a skate here in white bear. It's perfect time. It's like five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, Wednesdays um and you know that it's a mixed bag of talent but it's pretty good but there's a few guys that are home you know in the summertime from the minor leagues still trying to crack an NHL lineup and it's like yep they're easy to spot and it's not just because of you know that their helmets and the the stickers and everything on them but once they go skating around and they can catch every pass even if it's a bad one and then all of a sudden, their shots are they're be behind you before you even see it. It's like, okay, I got to up my game a little bit. Yeah, those those yep. are fun. Uh, yeah, that's
0: that's exactly what this skate is. There's there's some good guys out here. Uh, there's a couple of ex NHL guys, a um, couple of ex D one guys, D three superstars, and it is it's fast, but it is so much fun.
1: And um, I've had this conversation with other goalies. It's always easier to play up because in certain plays, like a two on one, if they're passing over, you expect them to shoot on pass. Yep. When you skate down, you play as if that's going to happen, but it doesn't happen because they fumble the puck and then they play, pass it over. Now you're way out of position and it makes you look bad. It's always easier to skate up, even if they're sniping you, you're still playing better. You're in better position than if you're playing down. That's just yeah, been and, my opinion. And your
0: reactions match the speed of their shots a lot better. Yep. Um, that was they one do. of the things I noticed. Uh, Cause I, I skated D league a couple of times in Blaine. Um, and that was one of the things I always noticed is I was expecting this super hard, super quick shot. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd, I'd be in my spot and go to make the save. And the puck hadn't even left his stick yet.
1: Right. Um, i've had a few of those where i moved the glove and i i'm moving it too fast because i'm expecting it to be what i i've seen in the past and it's like yeah. no it's just a little flutter <laughs> shot um it's like son of a gun but it, it is what it is um so you've got a few kids running around the house are any of them skating uh
0: not yet although my son who is six had uh uh, right at the end of winter here now has expressed interest in wanting to learn how to skate and, and play hockey and play on the same team as me, he says. <laughs> but, um, so I'll, uh, I'm probably going to take him over and get a pair of skates and see if I can find a spot yet this, this winter for him to, to get out there and start trying it.
1: Well, six and, is like that perfect age. It's still mites if I'm not mistaken. So, yep. you know, just just tell grandpa and he'll he'll make sure he's fully equipped and you know yeah. he'll have a goalie stick and skates in no time. Exactly. You know, know. If if grandparents are good for one thing, it it's that. I, I learned that over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean for your dad, he'd be like, Yeah, let's have a third generation goalie. This would be great. Right. Yep. Y- yeah, know? that'd be fun. Yeah, the the stories he'd probably be able to to tell them. You know, back in my day when we didn't wear masks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I say that knowing that he did wear a mask. He did, um, yep. even though it was probably a combo, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
0: probably, yeah. I I don't know that I've ever seen any of his original equipment. Um. Although uh, I I am still wearing his chest protector that he gave to me in high school.
1: Um, you know what, though? I'm still wearing my Brian's Elite, I got in college the things probably 22 23 years old, yep. and I like those older chest protectors better. They had more mobility, and it, it, there was a comment on GGSU yesterday where a guy's looking for a new chest, he's got the same one as me. and it's not that he's getting the stingers in the arms. It's, it feels like even though the arm protection was smaller back then, it was not more intelligent, but it was just done better to where everything that needed to be covered was covered. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, as I get older, I I feel the Bruce here. I got one on my belly button from three weeks ago. Um, Yeah. You felt the puck, but it, it, everything that needed to be covered was covered worse, I'm, reading the stuff of guys with, you know, the new stuff and they're like, oh, there's a spot every time it hits me here. You know, it's just, I don't know. I kind of like some of that older nineties era stuff, early 2000s seemed to be really good.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think that stuff benefits me the most just, uh, you know, I'm I'm a short goalie, so I need to have all that mobility to, Mm to really stand a chance and that older equipment gives me that.
1: You um, you could use some Garth Snow cheaters, you know, coming up to here.
0: Get a little taller skate blade.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
0: that, taller uh, skate blade uh, does nothing when you go down now into the butterfly. I
1: got though. my new pads like that. No, but now that I have my new stuff, I'm thinking I might need to upgrade because I'm still wearing my old reactor fives. But the newer schooly skates with the thicker t- Taller seal is probably the best way to stay it and a taller chassis. You know, instead of this far, you have that much. So for doing the butterfly slides, you have a little more to catch the ice with. I'm, I'm kind of realizing that, that, uh, that would benefit my game. Well, okay, I say it will, I don't know if it would actually help me or not. Um, cause I still, you, you saw me with the pads on a few times in practice. I still scramble. I'm still oh. all over the place. Um, yeah, you
0: you had a bit of the Dominic Hossack style.
1: Yeah, I, I say it was kind of like Cujo mixed with Hossack, you know, very reflexive mm-hmm. uh, style and just throw the arms, the legs, whatever I can to, to stop the puck. Um, yep. You know, that, it, but you weren't much different. You were a little more um, blocking, kind of that Quebec style. Um, mixed with that 90s reflexive. Um, mm-hmm. not, not quite a Patrick Waugh, but uh, maybe a little more Jaguar style. Uh, okay. is probably what sure. I would see yours because Jaguar G- 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 was, you know, he also had that giant chest protector. Um, he was one of the reasons we have regulations now. Um, but he-, he was still kind of that flexible all over the place like you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the, the little guy, he, he's probably going to start skating. Are you going to start coaching that?
0: Um, I don't know. Haven't really thought of it. Um, uh, I'll probably give it a shot to start out, and you know, we'll we'll see how it goes, and uh, probably just kind of wing it from there.
1: Um, It's easier to yell at the refs from ice level than it is the stands. I'll say that.
0: That would make sense.
1: (laughs) The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line, bet, and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. I've been following my bracket, it's not completely busted yet, but let's just say I'd be out a lot of money right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: Although... You you coached me for three years. I don't upset easily. No. That was, that was coach's uh biggest uh complaint about me is I didn't I yeah. didn't show my emotions like yeah. that.
1: Carl would come and get pissed off. Get yeah. pissed off, Nate.
0: And you're yep. we like I, I'll never forget the Roseville game when uh God, something happened in my crease and I took a swing at a guy and uh one of the defensemen came in for backup and got a penalty for me and at intermission uh Carl came in and he started yelling at the team because they weren't playing with any tenacity or fire and he comes over to me and kicks me in the leg and says Nate's finally got it it took him 26 games but he (laughs) finally found it
1: I remember that he was smiling so big he just he loved it yeah um yeah that that, I I remember that game now and
0: and and that was that was part of part of my dad. Uh, mm-hmm. He he coached me and and always told me, don't get upset because it'll make you play worse. Yep. So I did everything I could to keep everything inside so that I could stay calm and collected and uh, and not let anything anything shake me.
1: Yeah. Well, and on top of that, you know, one a ref isn't going to change their their call. Right. And one of the things I always thought in goalie schools was be nice to the refs, be their friend, you're more likely to get calls in your favor doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do it in the beer leagues, you know, I, I joke with the refs. Um, and there's been a few questionable calls and, and I try and be respectful as possible. Uh, in fact, there is one the absolute worst call I've ever seen. The puck is outside the zone. There's one ref working, so I, I sympathize with that. She's behind the play. They dump it in. It goes off on the side of the net enough to where you it hits the outside of the net. So you, you could see a little bit of the move, but you hear it bounce off the boards and ricochet out the other way. She calls it a goal. Oh jeez. I argue it. The other team's even going, it didn't go in the net when the other team's saying that, like, yeah. take that into account. And she's like, that that's the call I made on the ice. What do you want me to do? And I looked at her, I said, I want you to say it was no goal. She's like everybody else on the ice. I, and I looked at her, I said, find me, find me the hole in the net. Where's the hole in the net? Because if, if there's a hole in the net, that explains why you heard the bounce off the boards. Otherwise explain to me how it went in the net and bounced off the boards. She goes, I can't. And I was like, and the best part was I put my GoPro behind the net. So I actually have it on video. And then like it did, it was like this wide of the net. I and, and I and I I was calm to her. I said, I get it. You're working alone. You were screened, you were behind the play. I said, There's no shame in saying, Yeah, I called it a goal, but it wasn't. Everybody agrees. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't a one goal game. We actually still won that game, but it was like, oh my God. You know, but the whole time I'm going, what good does it do me to, and and I'd seen a little bit of the game before, and there were two, it was her and another ref at that game. And these players were just giving it to her because she was terrible in that game too. Yeah. and I hate saying that because some people just shouldn't be refs. And it felt like this person just shouldn't have been a ref. Um, she just had an attitude where she didn't want to be out there. And it was probably because yeah. she had a rough game before. So it was like, I, I got that. And I was trying to be, it was like, oh my God, come on. Um, but I mean, I've had refs where they call it a goal and I'm like, no, come look and never cry. And they're like, okay, sorry. no, No goal. Yep. Fine. Um, I've also had the refs where, they take the counsel of others, and they're like actually, it was a goal. And I'm what? like, uh, yeah, you're probably right, but I wasn't going to tell you that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you get the refs that uh, you know they'll hold grudges against certain teams oh, yeah. in the beer leagues, and it doesn't matter how the g- current game goes, they go back to the previous one and
1: yeah. Oh my god, we, we had one. as hard
0: as possible.
1: Our our cop on our team, he we we say he's the muscle because he he. He doesn't have a temper but he doesn't take shit either yeah and there's game uh in the fall session this guy's just game and you, you can tell nate just wants to clock him but he knows if he does he's suspended and this and that and so he doesn't and the ref comes by after this other guy leaves the ice he goes i deal with him every week he's like you could have hit him once and i would have let it go and nate turns around and goes you could have told me that sooner.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> And the ref started laughing. He goes, just know next time you get one shot and one shot only. <laughs> but it was, Yeah, there, there's those ones. But, I mean, at the same time, there's those refs that we get out. Like, I show up, the refs come out on the ice. And it's like, okay, we got these guys. Even if it's not a great game, you know it's going to be called fairly. You know, yep. they're, they're going to be – we, we had that group last night, there's the one guy, you've probably had him in some of your games, uh Boosh. Um, he does a lot of hockey finder games. Um From what I hear, all he does is ref.
0: He'll, okay.
1: he'll do like six, seven games a day, if he can, and he makes his living doing that, ma- making a good living nonetheless. But it's like, mm-hmm. when he's out there, like, I just I, I can pick on him all I want. and He's going to give it right back to me, but I'm going to get timely whistles. Uh, he's going to protect the net too. You know, he he watches the crease. If a guy's kind of poking at me, I'm allowed to poke back. Um, okay. but then there's the rest where I wish they understood the rules. A couple yep. weeks ago, I had a guy coming down, he's coming down from my glove side, so it would have been your blocker because you're weird. Um, and he cuts across, so I come out and I poke check, I sack the pads this way and poke check that way. Done it hundreds of times. I get the puck and the guy jumps over me. I don't even make contact, but jumps over me, but doesn't stick the landing. He calls me for a penalty. And, and I looked at him. I said, the rules say, if I touch the puck first on a poke check, it's not a penalty. He goes, but he, he went hard into the boards. I said, I never touched him though. He jumped over me. I never touched him. I said, it's not tripping. If he jumps over yeah. and, and he, it is like, and I, again, I was calm. I said, I, I'm just trying to understand where the penalty came in so I don't do it again. And that's how I phrased it to him. I said, so I don't do it again. And he's like, well, you just, you can't trip him. And I said, but I didn't. I yeah. didn't triple. Then there was <laughs> another one where it's the same exact um, uh, situation. I was playing in the 3M league over at TCO and the ref comes up and, it, and in that league, they didn't do two minutes. So it was just a penalty shot. And in that league... Um, so the ref comes up to me and he kind of does one of these, he goes, it really wasn't a penalty. It just looked really bad. So I felt like I should make a call to appease them because they were getting upset about the play. He goes, it it wasn't a penalty. I just, I need to keep, I need to keep things under control. I go, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a fair, and when I was coaching, it was the same thing. The refs would come up and I I would look at all, I go, you know, just so you know, I'm going to yell at you all throughout the game, call you names but it's not personal. It's in the job description. I'm supposed to do it. So that broke the ice with them right there. Yeah. You know, but Carl would always tell them, just come over to me and explain the calls. That's what I ask for. Mm-hmm. I won't have to agree with it, but at least if you give me an explanation, then I can at least understand it. Yeah. You know? Um, so we've been talking for 45 minutes. We could probably talk for a really long time, but I know, in a bit, I'm gonna get texts from my son saying he needs to be picked up from uh, baseball practice, which <laughs> he'll appreciate. This, um, I, I think he Gus should have been a goalie, um, because they have baseball tryouts last week. He's a freshman, so he's trying to figure out freshman baseball. And because it's high school, the coaches aren't talking to the parents anymore, it's just all the information funnels through the kids. and they, they're using an app where they can send information to the kids over here, but then they send information to the parents. And on Thursday, we get the the message that for ninth grade ballplayers, final cuts will be made tonight. Uh, no practice Friday, weekend off, and then come back Monday. And I was like, okay, that works. So I pick him up after practice. I's like, how are you doing? He's like, good. He's like, how's practice? Good. Anybody talk to you? No. I was like so do you practice Monday? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Cause tonight was final cuts. So he goes, I didn't even know tryouts started. I thought this was just practice this week. I was like, look at what the coaches sent us. Huh? So did they talk to anybody after practice? I don't know. Me and Brennan just, when they said it was over, we just grabbed our bags and left. So like he, <laughs> he goes to school today. I was like, don't forget your baseball bag. Yep. Baseball right after school. And, they're handing out lockers and stuff today. So I was like, I was didn't know if I should expect a text at 245. Like, Dad, come pick me up? Or do I pick him up at six? I wasn't really sure. And since <laughs> I, I haven't gotten the text, I'm pretty confident he's on the team now.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. I was like, Jesus, kid, you, you should have been a goalie. Um, but he's an outfielder and that played into his fair. Only seven kids said they want to be outfield and like 20 kids said they want to be infield. I was like, well, that was a good choice for you then. Um, yeah.
0: I, uh, I probably should have chose a different position to try for baseball when I learned Gump was
1: playing catch. Yeah.
0: Um, I, uh, I probably should have tried first base or I played a lot of outfield in little leagues.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But, uh, I figured catcher would, would be a good spot for me as a goalie, but everybody hated me cause I was a Southpaw and there's no <laughs> such thing as a Southpaw catcher. And
1: <laughs> yeah, there aren't, even in the big leagues, there haven't been too many of them. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, it I, is what it is.
0: I, I guess, you know, it, I suppose that would throw off pitchers more than, more than we would think.
1: Um, yeah, I, I was having the conversation with, um, I think it was last week's guest, Preston. Um, you know, you'd think more catchers would be better hitters. All they do is see the ball coming in, and yeah. I, I've had a couple of people explain to me. Well, you're seeing it at a different angle, but you're still seeing the you're still focusing on the release from the hand. Yeah. Um, you, you would think you'd see more catchers be, you know, dominant hitters, um, yeah. but it just it doesn't happen. I, I don't understand it. Um it might be because they focus so much on the defensive side of the game that they're not in the cages as much as say the first basemen are. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. That that's a whole nother can of worms. Right. Um, but like I said, we've been talking a while and I end every episode with 10 questions. They're the same 10 questions I've asked every single guest. Uh so you, Cole Zig, Eddie Balfour, Kelly, all the same questions. And the first question is what's the craziest coaching moment from your playing days where a coach just lost it, went nuts, you know, kind of Carl coming in and kicking you in the pads. That,
0: and that's probably the one that I would go with. Um, <laughs> I, that, yeah, that's gotta be the, the one that I remember. Um And uh, don't remember much from Bantam coaches. Or peewees or anything like that Parzino never got mad
1: oh that's not true that's <laughs> not true because there was there were two different ones there was one time he looks at me and chad and he goes you guys stay out here okay like, okay and he walks in there and alicia has heard curse after curse coming out of there And he opens the door and he's smiling at us and he goes, you think that'll work?
0: (laughs) I don't remember that.
1: Yeah. Probably because it wasn't directed at me. (laughs) Probably. And then there was another one where he's, you know, it was one of those games where guys just, they weren't into it. They weren't focused. They weren't listening. And, you know, we walked into the locker room and, you know, half the guys have their flip phones out texting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And we're like, put your phones away, get focused on the game, get your heads out of your asses, and a phone starts ringing. And we're like, turn your ringers off. Enough of this stuff. And it like nobody's going for their pocket to turn it off. And like, and I pick up on, and I just like laying into you guys. Like, turn the goddamn phones off. I don't know what's wrong blah blah we walk out of the locker room i pull my phone out of my pocket it was my phone that was ringing the whole time yeah we got we got a good laugh we didn't tell you guys that one but we we got a good laugh out of that
0: (laughs) oh geez i yeah i don't remember that uh yeah carl that roseville game with carl coming in and, and kicking my leg and telling me it took 26 games to find my tenacity that was that's probably it
1: well and the best yeah. part is at roseville there's kind of like that seating area for open skate and mm-hmm. we went because we still had time because the, the zamboni was still on the ice and so we're sitting out in that area and carl's just left he goes you, you think that got to those guys he goes he looks at me he goes what do you think about nate he finally got mad don't you like it and <laughs> inside i'm going no, I don't like when Nate's mad because that's not his normal way of doing things. So I'm like, yeah, Carl, that, that, that's good to see (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, and it was like Parzino, he was an old school goalie, you know, taught in the time where goalies don't go down and he just hated when any goalie played the butterfly. And there was one game where you were you were playing good, but you, you went down to the butterfly and maybe mishandled the rebound or something. He goes, mm. why has he got to do that? Why has he got to go down all the time? I looked at him and said, Jerry, the game has evolved. It's how we do it now. And he goes, <laughs> fine, but I don't like it. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. He, he was, he was a treat to be around. He was him. he
0: was definitely a fun coach. Um, yeah. I, I did enjoy
1: playing for him. Yeah. He, he, um, he was something else. He brought a lot of energy and uh, fire, yeah. you know. W- with the name like Parzino, he brought that Italian uh, vigor for life in the game to, to the rink. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, and we had that maroon and gold. Like the new rink's nice, but it just it doesn't have that character of that tin building. Yep. You know, g- give us the maroon and gold with the uh, the new rink's locker rooms and amenities, and that th- that would be ideal.
0: Okay. I, I haven't seen the new rink, so I I think I've been to Forest Lake maybe four times since I graduated.
1: Really? Well, my, uh, my nephews played there, so I, I went to a couple games, and I, I've skated there once or twice, too, for pickup skates. Um, okay. Luckily, I have not skated in the bubble. Um, I don't know why they haven't just made that a permanent structure yet, because they've never taken it down. Mm. Um, it's, like, made sense. The idea was, you know, take that bubble down in the summertime and turn it into a soccer field with turf but they got all those other fields right there so they never did yeah it just they'll take the ice out in the summertime and do stuff but it's like make it a permanent structure um but it's it's not bad it's nice they they, last time i went in there it's been a couple years now but they still had all the team photos from over the years so oh yeah we're we're in there still last i checked (laughs) um i don't know how long that'll last but we're we're there okay Um, because
0: they they turn the old barn into like a storage place right yeah
1: it's the uh uh public works building okay yeah because public (laughs) works used to share the building with the fire department and they both outgrew that in fact the new uh ladder truck doesn't even fit in that old building so they built the new city hall and fire station over by the movie theater um okay off 61 there and public works moved across the street. Um so the next question, I think I know the answer, but uh, what's your favorite all-time goalie mask?
0: Uh yeah, it'd be the Colzing mask.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I for whatever reason I, I you know, I I grew up loving Coalsing. Uh Van Beesbrook was my other favorite goalie growing up. Um but uh, just something about that mask, it just always drew me in, and I thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And um, my dad surprised me with a new goalie helmet, and that was the paint job that was on it.
1: Yeah, and um, it, it, it was a cool-looking mask, I'll say that. Um, shame a left-handed goalie had to wear it, though. Oh, uh, d- did you see Darcy Kemper has kind of a – take on the Zig mask for their reverse retro jerseys?
0: No, I yeah.
1: haven't. It's, it's pretty sweet looking. Uh, I'll see if I can find it for you. Um, okay. so what's your favorite rink that you've played at?
0: Um, I have gotten to skate in the, the XL center a couple of times. Uh, that was, that was a ton of fun. Um, that's, that's probably the most, uh, recognizable one. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably have to say the Excel center. We've had a couple, I had a couple of open skate type things there. Um, so that was,
1: that was pretty cool. For some reason I thought you were going to say grand Rapids.
0: Um, you know, I don't remember much about that game. Just, you know, I've got the photo of the glove save and, um, yeah, it was okay. my first game senior year, but it wasn't my first varsity game.
1: I was gonna say there are Cloquet. That that was a cool barn too.
0: Cloquet's good. Um yeah. uh Stillwater was always fun to play in.
1: yeah, um, that, that's a that's an okay barn. That that's a newer one. Yeah. I'm trying to think, no, you you were playing varsity, I think, at the time, but uh you may have even graduated, come to think of it. Um but we were playing Stillwater, and Chad and I were coaching JB, and we're down by two. It's the end of the second period. There's like three seconds left in the period and we got a power play face off in their zone. And I look at Chad and I go, why don't we pull the goalie? He's like, what? And I go three seconds. We lose face off. Worst thing we got to do is tie up. He goes, Good point. So I, I forget who took the face off, but we told, him, if you lose it, tie it up. Um, it was one of our better centermen. We lose the face off. Not only that, but the the Stillwater centerman pulls it back and just shoots it down, and scores the goal. Well, at the Stillwater <laughs> rink, the coaches, you walk out the little tunnel, and you got to walk all the way around. But the Stillwater locker rooms and coaches' rooms are on that. Side. Uh-huh. Well. Phil Housley, he was the varsity coach for Stillwater at the time, but he was coaching the JV team that day for some reason, and he comes running down the hallway to find us before um, uh, we got around to the other side. He goes, that was the right move. He goes, I wouldn't have had the balls to make it, but that was the right move. He's like... It's not ninety nine out of hundred times you're not going to get scored on on that. He goes, it yeah. just sucks. He goes, but that was the right move. Don't feel bad about it. So that kind of felt nice that you know a hockey hall of favor told us we did the right thing. I've I've always
0: been amazed that NHL teams don't try that more often. Yeah, with you know three or four seconds left. Right. Um, I I've never understood that. I mean, what yeah. what what do you have to lose? Right.
1: You know. I mean. And it was one of those where I just, in that situation, it was like, and, and like Housley said, 99 out of a hundred times, you're not getting scored on there. It was just a complete, utter breakdown. Yeah. And it, it was like two ticks of a second left when that puck crossed the line too. Yep. It was like, oh my God. Um, so what is your favorite goalie stick that you've used?
0: Um, My go-to stick, at least through high school was uh a sherwood Fernandez curve yep um that was just the one that I went to Fernandez was one of my goalies uh you know it was my first wild jersey
1: yeah um, got that great mask. Autographed
0: jersey um his mask was pretty sweet um and him and him and rollison I think were one of the best uh tandem goalies at that time um, yeah uh, you you know if one was having a rough night you could count on the other one to to bring it back uh, they were so fun to watch
1: well they, they kind of proved the concept of the 1a1b because still in that era it was ride the starting goalie you know where yep. the, how how many of those teams can you go back and name both goalies but that one is like fernandez Rollison, and they both went elsewhere and had good careers, but there, there wasn't that solid one, a one B like they had here. And I think Manny Fernandez gets um, forgotten about with a lot of wild fans and how good he was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, He was, he was fun to watch. He was something.
1: Yeah. He he made them a better team because some of those teams around him were not very good, but they still were itching at playoff spots every year because of him. You you think about like the team they have now, nothing against where I love flower, Gustafson's been fun to watch, but what if Fernandez had a team like that in front of him? What What does he do? You know, we saw what Rollison did in Edmonton with the team in front of him. Um, yep. they probably win the cup if he doesn't get hurt. Yep, absolutely. You know? uh, so what's your favorite youth hockey memory? Um,
0: oh, I don't have many youth hockey memories.
1: Well, that, that includes um, high school.
0: Oh, all right. Well, then, then that's, that's good. Um, (laughs) uh, Sophomore year JV last game of the year uh, we were at Woodbury and with, I don't know, it had to have been a couple of minutes left in the game. uh, I had the puck covered and one of the Woodbury kids fell on top of me and my dad videotaped this, and all you can see is somehow I ended up on top of the kid, and you can just see my left elbow come up and go right <laughs> back down. And the Woodbury team was just furious, and the ref looked at the two, at their coach and our coach and asked, how many games do you have left? And then each coach said none, and the ref finally said, then what the hell's the problem? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. I, I remember that now, yeah.
0: and that was that was fun. Uh, it was a fun game. Uh, I think I think we ended up winning that game like three to two or something like that. and uh, just being able to go back and rewatch that. and that was that's probably one of my better memories. That was fun.
1: That's where Minnesota and Illinois are different. Illinois, you could get suspended in the last game of the season, and that suspension would carry over to the next year. Okay. So yeah, sure. We ha- and I remember um, I was a junior because so my mom and dad were in England at the time and our varsity was playing in the state playoffs and I played JV that year so that I could get playing time. And so it's the the game was just wild. There the rink we were at, there was like this bar that went through the middle of the uh, section as you went up it. And so we, all of our fans, we were behind the bar and the home team was in front of it. And there were a couple of high school kids that were a little liquored up having words with some of the dads from our group. And they're like, guys, cut it. well, these kids start a fight mid game. So now the cops are called and the cops escort these kids out, but it was still a packed house. Now, after the game, both teams are shaking hands and they stop the game while this fight's happening so that they could <laughs> restore order, which is the great part. But so they're shaking hands and one of the kids from the other team just sucker punches one of our players. Oh. So the fight ensues, our season's over. And like our goalie, Sergio, he's trying to separate people. And it's like three of them. And these are three kids that normally wouldn't fight. You just see three of them realize all at the same time this was their last game as a senior suspensions don't matter anymore. And Sergio, yeah. you, you see him going like this and it just comes over him. And then the blocker comes around. She's, he gets three kids in one <laughs> swing. And he just keeps that block, And He's just throwing the blocker. And he, he was just throwing the blocker. Cause the glove doesn't do anything. He's just like, yep. wham, wham. and now the fans start again and the cops were still there. We were, We didn't have buses. Everybody drove in their own cars. We had to have a police escort out of the building and out of the town, not just the parking lot, but the town. Um, It was something else. But it, and I mean, this team, they're going to the next round of the state playoffs. Half their team was suspended because of the fight. And so they had to bring up JV players. And now they lost the second round because of one stupid player yeah um, so what's the best chirp you've heard on the ice off the ice directed at you not directed at you
0: um oh man I suppose like I I've chirped at my fair share of refs since graduating, Um, (laughs) usually over something really stupid. Like the net comes off a little bit and and you know how that, that league is they'll, they'll keep play going regardless. Mm -hmm. And once the puck's out, then they'll try to come and fix it. And play just wasn't leaving. And I'm trying to get the ref's attention. And uh, finally, I just said, you blind mf -er," And I threw the net off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh
1: Jesus. And uh, he he wasn't very happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys were shorthanded following that.
0: Uh, no, uh, he he did just give me a warning. Um, but I looked at him and I said, the net's been off for over a minute and play hasn't left and yeah, mean um, it's it's not like it was an inch or anything. it was it was off pretty good. Yeah, um, it was the the pipe was behind the goal line.
1: Yeah, I had a game in the fall. It wasn't going well for us and they wind up scoring but the net was off. Not horribly, but it was off and the ref comes up and he sees and he goes, was this off before the puck went in the net or after and I looked at him and I go. It wasn't off a net enough to impact the goal I said he just kind of chuckles he goes all right we'll let it stand then like he was ready to call it off for me because it was one of those where you know it was getting out of hand he's like we can call it off it's like it wasn't enough to impact (laughs) this one and he's like all right you're being honest i'll let it go so uh what's the worst post-game beer you've had the worst what post-game beer um Oh, i feel see. weird asking you that question too <laughs> <laughs> um
0: we drink bush light during the entire uh return of the robin tournament and it's uh it's pretty bad mm-hmm. um i go with it just because it's there but yeah. i would never
1: go out of my way to get one of those. No, we are, our, our guy from Forest Lake, uh, when he comes, you know, the Forest Lake guys bring him beer because he brings his Bush light. That is, yep. that yeah. is the, the beer that fuels Forest Lake, I think.
0: And I think I would agree with that. Cause, uh, the, uh, the tournament team that we're, that I'm on, it's, it's a bunch of old Forest Lake guys, Timmy Rangich, John Miller, uh, Cody Carlisle, Hardy. Oh Lord. Uh, it's, uh, woods has played a couple of times but it's it's all bush light and boone's farm
1: yeah it's funny you drive through forest lake and there's more smoke shops and uh liquor stores per capita than any part of the state i swear and it's like I (laughs) forget. doesn't
0: surprise
1: me i forget what my wife said something like uh forest lake brought to you by camo uh Marble and bush light or something. <laughs> it was like yeah yeah that that sums it up. Uh, so when you tape your stick do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? say again when you tape your stick do you go heel to toe or toe to heel toe to heel why?
0: um I've always uh, wrapped I, I usually wrap up past the heel of my stick and I go up the shaft a little bit. Same. And I've, I've just found, at least for me, that it's easier to do that part last
1: than first. See, I think it's easier to do it first because when I screw up, I don't have as much to take off.
0: I, if I screw up, I just keep going.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, and <laughs> just not only are you left handed, but you tape your stick toe to heel and you are in the severe minority of this one. One day I'm going to go back and actually do the math to figure out the the balance here. Uh, But I've I've had two different guests and they hadn't heard each other's episodes. Call people like you psychopaths.
0: I'll take it. Maybe it's a (laughs) left-handed thing.
1: (laughs) No, because the few others that do that now, Connor Beaupre said he does he plays the puck a lot and he just likes the way the puck comes off because of the Mm. friction of the, but I've seen you play the puck, and I know that's not the case. Um, but I, I, I will agree with this part, you know—those two guests that uh, you fall into the psychopath category, being a left-handed toe-to-heel guy. Um, so, what number do you wear, and why? Or do you do you prefer to wear? I should say I I, I know the number, but why?
0: Um, I don't know that I ever really had a reason. Um, I just. I I'd always worn number one ever since I started playing goalie. Um, I'll always ask for it, but if, if teams don't have that Jersey number, it's, it's no big deal. I'll, I'll play another one. Um, But uh, I've, I've just always gravitated towards uh, number one as, as my goalie number. Yeah.
1: I'm kind of one of those. I have my number. I prefer, but if, I just care that I get a jersey.
0: Yeah.
1: Put, put whatever number. Don't put a number. I don't care. Just give me a jersey. Yep. That's what I and, care about. And that's
0: exactly where I am at this point in life. I yeah. Just want to play.
1: Well, I, I was in charge of uh, ordering jerseys for my team. So we got them from Soda Stick. And um, just because it was a way to get a bunch of Minnesota Wild fans and Blackhawk colors, I made our colors Blackhawk colors. Um, Not surprised. Yeah. But it works. Being mostly firemen, our team's name is the Hosers, and all of their apparatus in the different communities are red with the black tops. It's like, it makes sense for our colors to be red, white, and black. And they all agreed. And I was not even showed sure. them, it's like, look, I tried the jersey with the same color combo on all these other patterns, and this one just looked the best. And we're like, we agree, but we're not surprised you went with Black hot colors. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I I like our jerseys. I don't know if you've seen them, but it's hosers spelled out in script with one, with a fire hose. Um, Oh,
0: fun. Okay. uh,
1: Yeah, they're cool. Uh, So last question, what advice do you have for young goalies?
0: Um, Don't have you as their coach.
1: You know I was thinking yeah. that
0: <laughs> <laughs> no um I think you know start young uh stretch every day um, I think uh for me my my flexibility wasn't where I would have wanted it back then and i I think that that made things a little tougher for me um I think it's I'm never good the- when
1: your coach is more flexible than you.
0: Yeah, uh you know, I think I'm one of the very few goalies that was never actually to do a full splits.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: and and I think I think that uh, held me back a bit. Um so I I, I would say stretch stretch a lot. Um yep. uh it it can only help you.
1: Um I agree. I agree it's it's a good thing and that was advice I got from my goalie coach um is a kid because his career ended and he was playing in the minor leagues his career ended because he didn't stretch before practice and he blew his knee out yeah um so the the importance of stretching uh sometimes i think it's lost on kids uh so you know i i stretch in the locker room i stretch when i get on the ice and uh i even stretch when i get home sometimes
0: yeah and I think, yeah, like I said, I think that was, was one of the biggest things that held me back. The only time I ever stretched was when I got on the ice.
1: Yeah. You know, um,
0: and, and I'm still that way. Um, but, uh, I would, I would say that's it. Uh, especially if you want to have a long career. Um, cause as you get older, those muscles get tight quicker and
1: yep. um, you got
0: to keep them loose.
1: The fact that I'm 42 and can still do the splits, I think is mind boggling, but, uh, friends of mine in college would laugh at me because we'd just be sitting there watching a movie and I'm sitting there doing the butterfly or if I was sitting on the floor every now and then I just instinctively would like go into the splits and, you know, lean forward and it just make it just so routine that you don't realize you're doing it. Yeah. You know, well, Nate, it's been fun chatting with you. Uh, you know, every now and then it's nice to talk to you not too often though. Um, I I get it. I, I can accept that tell tell your dad i say hello um and uh we'll keep in touch at least as long as i'm in the state
0: absolutely
1: (laughs) um but uh yeah have a good one and we'll stay in touch bud
0: sounds good thanks joe
1: yeah have a good one
0: yeah bye it's
1: always great getting a chance to catch up with nate it's weird that I'll always refer to him as a kid, even though he's only 7 years younger than me. Having started coaching when he was a sophomore and I was fresh out of college, he'll just always be a kid to me. Even though we're so close in age, it's weird to know he has kids of his own and even enjoys a post-game beer. As a reminder, there will not be a new episode next week as we get our house on the market. But have no fear, I will be back. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my Beer League Hockey video highlights, and, of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, click the merchandise link on the website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of Beer League players talk Beer League Hockey draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. Be sure to check out the full lineup of Hockey Related Podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are too many shows to list here, but shows like the Jackets Debrief Podcast, the Brew Jackets Podcast, and the CBJ Actively Speaking Podcasts can all be found. I need to thank the band Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my episodes, can download their music on itunes or listen wherever you stream music from i'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to if you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who i should talk to shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at gmail.com or dm me on social media let's not forget if you're a brand that wants to sponsor the show be sure to reach out to me be happy to talk and finally if you like what you hear be sure to subscribe rate and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on It's a quick action on your part that helps others find tendy Talk. So until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. (laughs)